Hi. Hello. <laughs> I've um, watched a couple of videos of interviews of you, so I know a little bit about you. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. I think this is the first podcast I do. Um, I've always done, like, interviews and radio shows, but I've always wanted to do a podcast, so th this is definitely very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I've been going to California, actually, uh, for shows the past three years. Um, so um, I've only been doing comedy for three years, uh, so I'm still a growing, uh, rising comedian. Um, in the Portuguese community, my page um, is growing on uh, Facebook. Obviously, compared to Instagram, I don't have that many followers because of the audience type that I have. Uh, my audience is strictly uh, Portuguese people, like immigrants. Um, obviously, I have a lot of I have a lot of uh, second generation and third generation, but not as much as I have. Uh, strictly Portuguese people because that's the first language I speak when I do my comedy is Portuguese. I, I right. rarely speak English during my stand-up routines uh, and improv routines. Uh, so um, it's nice to go to the other side sometimes and speak English. Um, so maybe in the future, I will try to bring more English into my live shows. Maybe I can get another audience from that. So yes. we'll, we'll see. We never know. You know, you always have to grow and you always have to do different things. That's the, that's part of entertainment, right? We always have to figure out what's the new hot thing to talk about. And some things mm -hmm. stick and some things don't. So you will, you'll find your way. But for the listeners to know who you are, uh, what is your name? Because it's not Bobo Brito. <laughs> no, my name's Hugo Brito. Um, so I am 25 years old. I'm from uh, the state of Massachusetts, or Massachusetts, like Favobrit likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I was telling you before, I've been doing comedy for about three years now. Uh, and I started my page right around COVID um, with the reason, you know, that a lot of people opened up a comedy page during COVID to make their friends laugh, to make their family members laugh. And um, eventually I got very lucky. And uh, the character of Avobrit just took off. Um, I started yes. doing lives. So the lives is what really helped the character because it was different. Um, no, but I had, I never seen somebody dress up as a, a Portuguese grandmother and go live on Facebook. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so I think that worked very well. And that's what kind of like uh, brought me to where I am today. Um, obviously, a lot of people helped me along the way. Uh, like, for example, the person that gave me my first ever um, live show, uh, she kind of came up with the idea. Her name is Berta Cunha. She owns a restaurant in uh, East Providence, um, uh, Berta's restaurant. It's a Portuguese restaurant. So at the time, she used to own it in the in the Fall River. Uh, and that's where I had my first ever comedy show with about 30 people uh, three years ago. And from there, I just, it just took off. It's just been like a fever dream to me. Um, yeah. I, I would never think that I would get to where I am right now. Um, this year, especially, has been my biggest year yet. Um, I've done so many amazing things. My Facebook page has grown to almost 40,000 uh, 40, followers. Um, so it, it's been amazing. It's been a journey. And uh, I, I'm loving it. <laughs> Oh, you're blessed. It's It's been mm -hmm. fun to watch you grow. I know I haven't been following you the whole time, but um, finding you last year, I I love watching your lives. I think for me, I think everyone has maybe a vovo kind of like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why it's so relatable, especially for the immigrants even more so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you're pretty spot on when it comes to having like a vovedinha in your life. So mm -hmm. I, I laugh so much because mm -hmm. it brings me back to to those times you know and that's what a lot of people usually uh say to me they, they usually say the same thing um i i wasn't like born here uh, i was born in, in Trisera and i came here when i was 11 years old so um i didn't grow up with that american portuguese side i grew up with a strictly portuguese grandmother <laughs> yeah she wasn't american at all um uh, but um you know uh coming here and then seeing my friends grandmothers uh and then also uh doing Carnaval, um, Carnaval from Terceira, which uh, my parents have been doing it for over 25 years. And my dad used to play a character 
similar to this one in, in the Carnaval, in in my uh, my padrinho also. So um, that's where I took the Vovó Brit from, and obviously, um, you know, Vovó because that's what you guys usually call your grandmother's hair. You don't. It's very rarely that you see somebody call um, a vó, you know. Um, when you're older, I feel like yeah, you know it, it's always like vavá, vavá. That's what I've always he- uh, heard. Is um, yeah, at least my friends, um, my friends that I met here that have Portuguese grandmothers that um, were raised Americanized, uh, they call them vavá. So that's kind of where the name originated from. <laughs> or if you're lazy teenagers, they go vavá, vavá, yeah, vavá, mm-hmm. vavá. Yeah, that can work too. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, saw that you're you are bringing back Vovô Brito this season. <laughs> <laughs> so next year, I do have plans to do some new things during my live shows. Um, it's always nice to change it up once in a while. Um, so yeah, I'm working on that. I did a video with Vovô Brito once. Um, it went pretty well. Then I I never brought it back after that. I I have no idea why. It's just I just really didn't feel like doing it. Uh, but I think. Now it's the time. It's a good time to to, to keep like things refreshed. Um, maybe like show the people something new that a lot of people haven't seen yet. So uh, it'll definitely be interesting. I have an idea of how I'm going to kind of bring him into my live shows. It's going to be hard to change to change in between acts because I'm an, uh, a one man show. You gotta but, uh, get a stage mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my fiance actually helps me a lot with with my um, videos and, and, you know, everything I do related to my comedy. Uh, but when it comes to acting on stage, she's very shy. I've kind of asked her before, but she's very shy. My dad, however, um, you know, like I was telling you before, he's in Carnaval. He's been doing Carna- Carnaval for over 25 years. So hopefully one day um, I can bring him on stage too, and he'll do something with me. So that's an idea yeah. that's also... Uh, it's been in the works. I, I've been talking to him about it. Um, I just have to get him in the right time. <laughs> yes. So we'll see what happens. So how old were you when you came over here from Terceira? I was 11 years old. Um, 11 years, 11 years old. old. So um, obviously it was very hard, very very difficult at first. Um, I wanted to go back to uh, Terceira um, when I first got here. I did not like it at all. Uh, I lived in the, in the city of Bridgewater. Um, and that's where I went to school. Uh, I went to middle school when I got here because uh, technically I was in uh, sixth grade, but they put, they put me back two years because of I didn't know how to speak English. Uh, so I was with much younger kids, and um, and it was it was difficult. I used to get bullied, obviously, because I didn't speak English very well. Um, but after that, um, after two years, um, I've learned a lot. I've seen that this is where I belong. Uh, this is where my life is now, and I had to get used to it. And uh, if you ask me now, do I want to go back to Terceira ever and live there? I would say no. Um, mm-hmm. I, mean, I love going there for vacation. Um, I go there. Um, I try to go there every year if I can, but um, I would not live there. Um, no, it's just I, I'm not used to it. It's a different lifestyle. I'm I'm so used to the lifestyle here. I just became American. Like last oh, year. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Um, so You're that, welcome. That was, that was definitely a difficult process. Um, but that's but a I'm huge, glad. huge accomplishment. Yeah, yeah that's is. amazing. Glad, definitely glad I did that uh, because not only I can travel comfortably, but um, you know this is the country that I love now and that I call home. So it's always nice to to be considered a hundred percent American. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Technically, right? You did, so you don't you didn't stay with the dual citizenship. I do. So I'm I'm a dual citizen. Okay. But uh, but I, before I had the green card, I had the permanent residence, mm-hmm. um, and then they gave me like a time period. So you have this time period to the to the American papers. Um, so it's a process to do the American papers. It takes like a year. So when the, my green card was about to expire, I could either renew it and still be a permanent resident. Or I could just pay a little extra and do the test and go through all the things that you have to do to become an American. Um, so I did, and I passed the test. Uh, and so did my parents, and we all became Americans. Oh, that's Americans. awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, my mom got her uh, citizenship last year. She didn't even tell us or anything. <laughs> like, we wanted to celebrate. She's like, hey. yeah. <laughs> she's been here for so long, married to my dad, and then finally she got scared when Trump was president. <laughs> she went and got it. I was like, that, they want to kick you out, so you better you know, do something. <laughs> now that's not the reason why I got it, but yeah, uh, of course. But I, I did get it. You know, my parents obviously wanted to get it too because, um, like I told you, like it's always easier to travel uh, when you have a when you have an American passport. Uh, so it was good. I'm glad. I, I'm gl- really glad I did that. Um, so it was a good time. It was a good time. So your character Bobobrito that came from your experience through Carnival, watching your dad, and did you participate in Carnival too? And do you still? I did participate in Carnival. So um, since I was very young. Um, I did the pandeiro. Um, uh, I did like acting, obviously, with my dad. Um, and I, one thing that a lot of people don't know about me, uh, which four years ago, uh, I used to do pro wrestling. So what? Uh, yeah. So I, obviously, I was in way better <laughs> shape so than awesome. I am now. Yeah. So that uh, when I tell people that, they go like, "Are you kidding me? Like, there's no way." <laughs> but yeah, I did. How can a how can a five six, a hundred fifty pound guy do pro wrestling? Well, I'm just, how can, I mean, that is a Vovobritu video if I ever seen one. Yeah, trust me, I'm you definitely going to do that. that. I'm definitely doing that. But uh, <laughs> so I, that kind of opened up um, like a new world to me. Um, and it, it also helped me a lot with uh, acting and improv um, because, you know, pro wrestling, as you know, um, it's, you know, uh, acting. It's like, you know, I don't like to say it's fake. We don't like to call it fake. It's not fake. There's nothing fake about it because you actually get hurt doing it. But it's look at uh, the defense. You already getting so defensive. Over yeah, 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 yeah. You better not, not call fake. it fake. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? What's his name? Um, how to cook stuff. Um, yeah, that's exactly who I thought of. I'm like, he's gonna love this. Yeah, because he loves wrestling a, too. He, he used to do. I think he told me we talked once, and he said he trained. He did wrestling. Mike Rita also loves wrestling. You know, that's one thing all the Portuguese comedians have in common. They love wrestling. What is that? about all these guys love wrestling i have no idea maybe we should create a super (laughs) wrestling show for just portuguese comedians that would be great have fun with that we'll have Derek against brian um and then we'll have uh, mike rita against me i I think well who do you think would win mike rita or me well, it depends if Mike Rita smoked or not. <laughs> but, but so yeah, we'll have so, to see. <laughs> so I'll be the ding, 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 ding. The the person that rings the bell. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure there's a name. Don't get. Don't I don't get know what the name. I, I have no name. idea what the name is, but uh, but yeah. So that kind of like that helped me um, have a stage presence. Yeah. Because we're doing that. I used to like, you know, obviously. Wait, what was your name? Did you have a special wrestling name? Yeah. So I, I was called, so I was called the Azorian Adonis. That was, that was my, I know I used to be Hugo Brito, the Azorian Adonis. That's what they called me. And I used to be the, the bad guy, the heel, right? That's what they call the heel. Um, and seems like it's more fun to be the bad guy. Yeah, it is. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot more easier. Also, I used to just be like, Try to be a jerk. Um, try to be the chicken heel. So people, the bigger guys used to try to beat me up and I, I try to run away. Um, and then I used to like try to tease them and, and um, you know, tell people that they're ugly, they this and that. Um, I just used to try to get on people's skins and has a heel. That's what you have to do. Uh, so I was very comfortable um, on a stage. So when I transitioned to comedy in front of people um, with Carnaval in pro wrestling, I already had that thing like, oh, I'm comfortable being in front of people. So this is probably going to be a little easier. Boy, I was wrong. <laughs> oh, really? Comedy is very difficult. Very difficult. Um, obviously, my first show went well, um, which is why I continued. You got the high. You're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's been times where I bombed. And I think that's that's normal. Uh, but there's also been times where, like I told you before, it's, it feels like I'm leaving a fever, a fever dream. Uh, like I, when I went to the IPMAs this year. Um, so I, I, I've, I'm actually the youngest comedian in um, one of the few to do a, a show at the IPMAs, the International Portuguese Music Awards. 
Um, so I did I did it this year. Um, I opened up the I did the pre-show uh, for around three thousand people. Um, and let me tell you something. That was an experience that I. I it was amazing. It was extremely amazing. Um, I wish I could relive that someday uh, because I think about that moment almost every day. It was oh, just so. I love it, that. Was, it was just so special. To like me. an adrenaline rush. Yes, it was so intense. It it was awesome. Um, so I got to do like fifteen minutes, which is not a lot, but it's still something. That's a and, lot. Uh, Isn't that a lot for a comedian? Aren't, yeah, like, it kind of is. Yeah. I followed comedy probably like true i mean i'm i grew up watching roseanne like my entire life since i was a little girl but comedy as far as like stand-up comedy from chelsea handler she had that chelsea lately show and she used to bring in all these comedians all the time and that's kind of how i started learning about the comedians in the comedic world and i started reading chelsea handler's books and i got very obsessed and they were saying like a 10 minute set is hard, but you're saying 50 yeah. minutes. That's a long time. You have yeah, so, to be doing a lot of crowd work. So that's what I do on my shows. So um, my, the, my life show is very different. I don't like to say I do stand up comedy because it's not really what I do. I yeah. do, a, I do a stand up slash improv. Um, obviously crowd work plays a big part of it. The, the crowd is what, is what makes my show. Um, so Obviously, if I have a, a great crowd that's going to participate, my show's going to be amazing. However, if I have a crowd that does not understand a single thing that I'm saying, um, it's going to be difficult. Like if I have an American crowd, right? Because my show is only in Portuguese. Um, so I've worked around that. I, I've, I, I feel like I've almost created something um, that I haven't seen very often people do. Um, I mean, the Portuguese kids, um, good friends of mine, they do, um, I think, an improv slash stand-up show kind of thing also, um, which is amazing, and, and people love. Uh, so I think that's why it works, because it's something different, um, and people have been loving it. I, I bring yeah. a lot of people on stage. I usually play a lot of games with people. Um, I do a lot of traditional stuff. Uh, like the carnaval, I always, always use that on my shows. Um, I bring people on stage and do like a carnaval dance. Um, I also play the have Favobri play the pandeiro. Um, I love that so much. That is yeah. so. It is so cool to know how to do that. Yeah, so I'm glad I I know how to. Obviously, I can't do it like I used to do four years ago when I used to do wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> my legs can't really go up anymore you like that. Yeah. You can't cross cross your legs anymore. I can, but uh, you know, my belly kind of gets on the way. <laughs> oh the, man, those are the, the quarantine, days. the quarantine belly. Yeah, the quarantine. Yeah, belly. I used to dance in um in a folkloric dance group, and I was like, I don't know if I could get through one song anymore without yeah. having a heart attack. Yeah, folklore is uh, very nice too. I actually used to play the mandolin for a folklore group. Uh, I played the mandolin also, um, so that was very nice. Um, I wish that hopefully one day I, I can get back to doing those things. Um, even yeah. can, even doing carnaval now is kind of difficult for me because um, if I have bookings, you know, throughout the winter, um, you know, it's kind of difficult because we only practice on weekends over here for the carnaval groups. And the weekends is when I have shows. So it's very difficult for me to like kind of say no to a show so I can just focus on carnaval. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, it is like, it's not my full-time well, job, but, but it's like my, it's like my career. So it's, it's like my Have side you ever hustle. been a part of carnaval in Terceda, like part of their groups or anything? So I've never been part of carnaval. I mean, when I was very young, like 10, like before I came When here. you lived there? Yeah, I used to, I did like once or twice, but right now that I'm an adult, I, I I have that dream of hoping one day I can bring a group from here to there, um, in a carnival. So that's a dream me and my dad have had. Um, we actually tried to do carnival this year, but because you know, like not only me but other people in the group had other commitments. One of the main uh person that was part of the group um went to the military. My friend Ethan. Uh, so we kind of like decided that maybe we should just try to do it next year again. But like I said, it's very difficult for me to like just take the time. Um, I, I would really have to sacrifice a lot of shows 
uh, in order to do kind of fall because we need to practice. Yeah, and you're thriving right now. I mean, you're getting booked like crazy. Yeah, next year is um, I already have a lot of bookings. Uh, January, I'm going to be in Winnipeg, Canada again. Um, and then February, I'll be in Connecticut. March. See, I, in my head, I thought you were from Canada. Yeah, well, I don't think I could get used to living in Canada, let me tell you. I don't know <laughs> how my Brita can do it. Um, <laughs> I like I like going to Canada. I like going there for a few days. But it's just like, it's a whole new world out there. It's a whole new Why? world. I mean, I've only been for vacation. So what do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't think I could get used to the lifestyle there. Just, everything what? is so different than America. <laughs> everything is so different than America. Everything is well, so different. Well, it seems like everything's expensive because it's always more money on the tab. That also, that also, it's just, I don't know. It's just a, like a different lifestyle. Well, I they don't I'm have a Trader used... Joe's or a Target. So that worries me a lot. Yeah, well, I don't go to Target anyway, besides my fiance. So that really doesn't, I don't really don't care about that. Well, <laughs> but, you should care more about your fiance going to Target because it does damage. <laughs> you know what the big reason is why I couldn't live in Canada? Because you can barely find a Dunkin' Donuts anywhere. Really? We yes. got so lucky. We have one literally like not even a mile away from my house and I'm in California. So we got very lucky. What part of California do you live? I live in Northern California, so I'm probably like 25 minutes from the Bay Area, which is, you know, San Francisco and all that. But I live like an hour from San Francisco, but. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, so being in, in, uh, in California here, we don't, ex we don't experience that too much. <laughs> yeah, when I go out there um, for a few days, uh, I always have to drive so far if I want to get Dunkin' Donuts, which. I end up not getting it. It's okay. I can I can take the sacrifice. It's just I'm from My Massachusetts. My husband was born in England, Massachusetts. So. so when he saw the Dunkin' Donuts in our city, he was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like a kid so, that receives a Christmas present. <laughs> yep, you get a gift card. You get a gift card. Everybody yeah. gets a Dunkin' Donuts. And when mm. I, you know, because I typically work closer to San Francisco. So whenever I come in with a Dunkin' Donuts coffee, they're like, where did you get that? <laughs> There's none. We're like the only yeah. one. Over here, we literally have Dunkin' Donuts in front of one another. It, it's crazy. It's like our Starbucks like, over here. What about Starbucks over there? I, I hate Starbucks. I cannot Wait, stand. Did you, so you're in Massachusetts, and, are, and you were talking about Fall River, which I only remember hearing in the songs from George Freda. But, yeah. <laughs> but is that what they call like Little Portugal? Fall yes. River? They call okay. Fall River. I think I'm pretty sure I, I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure like 70% of the people are like Portuguese. Yeah. Uh, which is a lot. Uh, I could be so, wrong on that. Please do not quote me on that. No, it's okay. The but Portuguese so kids hear me saying Saida, that and I'm wrong. And then moving straight to Massachusetts, you moved straight to Massachusetts? Yeah. So I moved. So I first lived in, in Bridgewater. Um, which that's another city that's like 30 minutes from Fall River. And, and Bridgewater is a completely Americanized city. There's barely any Portuguese in there. Uh, but my aunt used to live there, luckily. Um, and then I was there for a few months, and then I eventually I moved to where I am right now, which is Taunton, Massachusetts. Uh, there's a lot of Portuguese over here, and it's like 20 minutes from Fall River. Um, so, so we kind of all together, um, like Fall River, Taunton, New Bedford, that those are kind of like the three like main Portuguese towns mm -hmm. around me. Um, and then if you go like if you drive 30 minutes to another state, Rhode Island, um, uh, you have like Pawtucket where they have a Mixed Seda, um, which is a, a Mixed Seda. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you can tell that's the club I go to a lot. <laughs> yeah. But they have that one. They, they have so many Portuguese clubs around here. They have over there in California. I think they have a lot. But it's just it takes so long to get from one club to another. That's I why know. Carnaval there. When they do Carnaval there, you guys have to travel so much. Like it takes like they an hour, have two hours a, to get somewhere. Most groups will have a bus. And they travel completely all through the night throughout California mm -hmm. from Southern to Northern California. Yeah, I've been um, I've been a guest on a bus, you know, because it's very fun mm -hmm. <laughs> to just if you're not performing oh, yeah. and you get to just be a guest. I highly recommend jumping on the bus rides because it is a riot. It's so fun, but yeah, I uh, I accompanied a the carnival group one time, going from northern to southern California. It was a blast, but it's yeah. so exhausting. And you guys, 
are losing your voice. Mm-hmm. Some people are too drunk to make it to the next show. <laughs> you know, you know what? What's funny is because like every time we finish a dance, every time we finish dancing a performance, they always have a table with food um, and drinks afterwards for us. So we get to the last club. And we try not to eat that much and drink, but we just can't help it. We're Portuguese. Like, and how are we going to work around it's that? something exactly. in it, like the energy. Yeah. Exactly. My, like it's... my mom says, um, com agua ninguém canta, so. No, no. <laughs> so what, what, part of, uh, what part of Portugal um, is your parents from? So my parents are from Baixo da Alentejo. So okay. they're from like, like 20 minutes from the border of Spain. Very okay. small little oh, town wow. that's from not on really any maps. Um, yeah, I, I could tell you were from the mainland when I heard the the Portuguese accent. Well, you want to know something <laughs> funny? People say, "Oh my God, your accent like your Portuguese is proper," but I have to say, my Portuguese is not proper considered really to like people from Lisboa because no. people from Lisboa are way more proper. I'm from like inland Bastalentejo, little 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 <laughs> town where the other day. In my head, for my whole entire life, I had to laugh because I was so embarrassed. But, like, this is my avó's fault. I have been calling Thanksgiving Feliz Dia de Peru <laughs> for my entire life. What and they I call was it in Portuguese? one of my friends, the, 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 I was passage, like, oh, right? he's like, can you post something for us for Thanksgiving? And I was like, okay, just to clarify, it's th- this is how you say it. And he's like, girl... That is slang, like like ghetto slang. I'm like, my mom taught me ghetto Portuguese. <laughs> so what do you actually call it? Well, how do they? Is it a son, dia da son well, graças, it's right? Well, it's just like yeah. it's their slang. Um, comida, jantara, like. Oh, okay. It's. I'll send you a video of like Truel and Jenna talking to one another. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, when you hear like your people speak, yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, I love it so much. You can just hear your stuck, you know. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of things are are slang as far as like, for instance, that. But my grandma mm-hmm. coming here already having like not as proper Portuguese as you would say, like up going more and more north. Yeah. Um, her English was immaculate it was perfect so <laughs> me saying stoa and gadvishu mm-hmm. and all these words in my head i just thought were true portuguese so then i started singing in conjunction and doing fathers and stuff and i would say certain things and they would be like what what does that mean <laughs> yeah and i'm like oh, i got set up for failure <laughs> so but here and you know there, it comes we out should, we should all be proud you know that we speak this amazing language because um it is it, we have truly a special uh community and uh being portuguese it should be something that you should be very proud about um when i was in high school I was kind of, I, I got to admit, like, because of being bullied and stuff, I was kind of um, embarrassed to almost, like, do carnaval and folklore and stuff because um, I used to go to school and my friends used to see the pictures I posted on Instagram and stuff. Like, what are you, what are you doing? What is that? And they used to make fun of me, judge me for, for uh, doing something different. But um, there's nothing you should be embarrassed of. There, there's nothing... Um, you should be you should just be proud of of what you're doing because different it's okay to be different um and being portuguese is something that now uh, i am very proud of and i wish that um when i was in high school i was not you know embarrassed um, of my own culture and, and what we do because it's beautiful what we do is beautiful it's unique and um it's something that that I will love for the rest of my life now. Yeah, um, it's like it's in us, you know, it's just something mm-hmm. that we love so passionately, our culture. And there's a lot of people now, especially in America, that they don't really have that sense of culture, having mm-hmm. that. And it's more than just being a nationality. It just comes with, uh, like, it's their identity, you know? Being yeah. Portuguese, every, almost every single thing I do is Portuguese. Whether I had to tell my son... I because he started kindergarten, and I was like, okay, 
she she is Portuguese, so you have to say, <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom, please. Oh boy. <laughs> and then we get to his class and I was and I said something like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, to my son. And then the teacher said, Oh yeah. And I'm like, She's Portuguese. The oh, way boy. she looked at me. Yeah. She's like, You're Portuguese. I was like, okay, he's having an issue saying she she saying coco and stuff. <laughs> She's like, I got it, I got it. But it's funny because in my head, I never thought about telling him, quick is your underwear. You know, yeah. just words that you say that he's going to go just... to school and not realize they're not English words because they're just been a part of his language forever. It's the way we are raised and the way, you know, our parents teach us and stuff, um, you know. And I think that a lot more parents should teach their kids how to speak uh, Portuguese. Um, that's, that's an issue that I see all the time. Uh, you know, you know, parents that have, um, American children and some of them don't, don't, do not want to teach their kids how to speak Portuguese. And I think that gets me so mad. Um, and I don't know why that is the case because, you know, knowing another language is always so beneficial, um, you know, for the future, especially, uh, when you start working somewhere or, you know, it's always nice to know another language. Uh, yeah, and why would you not want to teach your kid your 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 mother language? Basically? Well, I think you know everyone has their different reasons, but for me, with my first one, I did so well speaking to him in Portuguese for the first like two and a half years of his life. And as soon as you start with the English as they get older, it's so hard to keep it, keep it, keep it. Especially for me because I have a stepson that's twelve. And then I didn't want him to feel left out because me, his dad, his brothers are all Portuguese speaking Portuguese. And then the one that isn't speaking mm. Portuguese, you know, because he's not with us all the time, feels left out. So I had to kind of make sure he could talk to his brother. But it's a lot easier when they're little. So I would say put on Portuguese cartoons. You can find them on YouTube. And that is the easiest way for like even me to brush up on on. Portuguese and for them to learn. And now with Netflix, every sub, you can change it to any language you want. So the easiest thing to do is like right away, get them on Portuguese cartoons and do not get them on English. Like don't even let them watch TV in English because that is a huge one. It's kind of how Maya Vol had to learn, how, learn how to speak English. She got by with certain words because she learned a little bit from the cartoons in English. So it's kind of a good way. But when you came here, you were in middle school. You're like 11, 12 years old. I feel like at that age, we're embarrassed of everything. Like, our parents look are embarrassing us. I want to be cool. I want to fit in. I don't want this. And I don't want that. And I, at that age, 11, 12, I specifically remember telling my mom, I'm never speaking Portuguese again. Yeah. Because instead of, you know, trying to teach me, she would laugh at me because we all laugh at each other. That's just how my family yeah. is. But it it actually discouraged me. And I would get so annoyed because I was trying. And she would laugh instead of be like, no, it's this because when you're doing this or doing that and try to explain it. So now I try to be like a healthy teacher because I think our parents were not. They were aggressive <laughs> teachers. So hopefully <laughs> I can teach my son without the like the chapadas on the back of the hand and stuff. Oh boy, yeah, that's that's just the way we were raised. Um that that's how I was raised at least. I was I was raised very obviously raised in Terceira. Um it's very, you know, very very different um than what the the way the kids are raised now, uh, I guess. Um, I used to get a lot of beatings because I was a bad kid. So that's just how Portuguese, how we do it. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's wrong to do that, but, but at the time, you know, at the time that's, that's the oh, way yeah. we did, they did it. And that's the way we learned. Um, so yep. it's okay. My um, sisters always used to say, you're going to be the one, you're the one that's going to get hit by our dad. You're going <laughs> to be the one. Hey, <laughs> I, I never got it. So never got it. Luckily, <laughs> not for luckily. my dad. That's for sure. But my mom, every shoe in the house touched my coat. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, Portuguese is, is beautiful. Um, I, I, I'm so glad that I speak uh, so well Portuguese. Obviously, um, a lot of kids, when they immigrate here so young, like I did, they forget how to speak um, 
their language. Some of them, I know some of them that do. And I'm very glad that um, I kept doing Carnaval and Focor and all these Portuguese things. Um, and I never got to forget my Portuguese. And I always write in Portuguese too. Obviously, when I write my shows, it's in Portuguese. My jokes is in Portuguese. So um, I'm very fortunate for that. I, I know how to speak better Portuguese than English, <laughs> obviously. Uh, but still, like, but it's weird because, for example, what I'm doing right now, a podcast, if I was doing this in Portuguese, I wouldn't be able to express myself like I am right now. Yeah. Um, it would be so hard to find words. Uh, so it's it's strange how, how it works, but, but I guess that's just what yeah, an, an immigrant is. <laughs> situation too, when I sing, um, especially with Fadhuj, typically you would explain a song or whatever it may be in Portuguese in between songs. And it was always really hard for me to like lock that in the the meaning behind everything that I was doing because my my Portuguese wasn't as strong speaking as it was singing, which is mm -hmm. interesting. Um because at that time, eleven, twelve years old, I kinda did stop speaking at Portuguese as much. And when it came back where I was speaking more I went to Portuguese school and everything too, but and always understood and everything. But when it came back to me learning Portuguese again, it was all because I was reading lyrics and learning how to to sing the songs in Portuguese. And so my, obviously, you know, when you know it, you know, and you can read it, you can read it since you're a little kid, but it brought it back. And, and that's kind of what made it even stronger was me having to read lyrics and stuff. But I think that I tricked people <laughs> a little bit because <clears throat> my accent is good when I sing and I sound like, oh, she probably speaks very well. And then when I go to speak, <laughs> so well i could I not get your portuguese is very well because i get nervous because of the what the people can say or what they think i didn't and say that's this what a lot right or i didn't address people right or i didn't use and in portuguese language is very complex and I it's think very hard a lot of people have the same problem that you have um and that's why i think a lot of kids uh, you know, second generation are kind of like almost embarrassed to speak Portuguese because, you know, Portuguese people can be very judgmental. And you know that, I'm sure. Uh, like my fiance, uh, she speaks very well Portuguese. Um, but sometimes she's embarrassed to speak because, you know, people can judge her. Um, and, you know, I don't think that's right of, you know, people judging others because of the way they speak. It's just, you know, she just be, you know, be proud of them that they speak your language you know what i mean yeah uh, especially going into the new generation that most likely they're not going to speak portuguese realistically like my kids are probably not going to be fluent in portuguese will they be immersed in the portuguese culture of course but speaking fluently most likely they're not and i think that's going to be a lot of first generation portuguese their kids are not going to speak portuguese but they're so immersed into the culture it's going to help them um, and also there's so many Portuguese schools that are now starting to teach kids more and more. I feel yeah. like we're starting to open up and grow a little bit more with that, but it is a lot harder to get, um, cause sometimes even like my, my generation, like my friends, they don't even speak fluent Portuguese and their parents have been speaking to them in Portuguese and they answer back in English. So mm. it's all about, you have to, you have to use it. Yeah, if you, you do. if you even know a little bit, like even if it's broken, you have to use it. You have to practice with it. It's like anything else in life, like me and comedy. The more shows I have, the more comfortable I'm going to feel. Yeah. Um, if you play an instrument, the more the more you practice the guitar, the better you're going to get. Just like, you know, speaking Portuguese, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I have but, to ask you a question about Vovo Brito because I'm mm -hmm. so curious and I guarantee so many people want to know. What do you use for your tooth? Okay, so so I have this product. Um, it's this product I get from Amazon. Um, it's this Halloween product. You literally just type black ink for your teeth. Um, it's like it's something that you apply right. And I never applied to this tooth right here because um, because I have a crown. Um, I, I broke my front tooth when I was a kid. I mean, a lot of Portuguese kids did. <laughs> so, I never applied to, so I never applied to that one, which is why, obviously, um, I, I look like I only have one tooth. Uh, so I applied to all the other ones on top. 
and it just worked so perfect. The first time I applied, I was like, holy, this is amazing because I have like uh, my front teeth are big. So me with that one front tooth, it just it just looks hysterical. It, See, that you gives, probably will self conscious <clears throat> about your teeth your whole life, and look yeah. what it's done for you. <laughs> it gives like the whole, like the whole look. It just changes the whole look. Yeah. Like of all, when I first started doing it, I did not use the black ink. Uh, so if you see some of my first videos, it's just my normal teeth. But then when I use the normal teeth, it just Oh my god! It just it became such a different vibe. Even with me, like I just felt uh, like uh, different while performing the character. I just felt like I was funnier, um, and a lot of and people get a kick out of that. You know that the fact that I only have one front tooth. When oh, I, I love it! Movie. It's like the best. <laughs> but I'm like, what does he use? Yeah, it's it, it looks great. Thank you. So one your one of your latest videos, you were uh, preparing the turkey for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Is that your dad behind you? That, that was with dad. you? My dad. That Yep, that was him. Um, he loves... How do you keep a straight face? with like? <laughs> you know when you're with your people? Yeah. You break character more over it mm-hmm. because you see their expressions and you guys could just start cracking up. I saw like your dad cracking a little bit. So I'm like, how does mm-hmm. he keep a straight face? Because you're live. Yeah, it's just like they're so used to it by now. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm literally walking around the house dressed up as an old lady, so it can't get <laughs> so more weird thing, than right? that. When you think about it. <laughs> so it's always it's so totally funny. normal. It's always so funny because, like, at work or or like, if I have a group of friends that are not Portuguese, um, and they say, "Oh yeah," like like for example, my the place where I get my haircut, right? My friend is American. Um, all the other people there are American. There, there's no Portuguese in there. So I, I go there, and one of my friends was telling the other guy, he's like, oh, yeah, he's a comedian. He's like, oh, really? What do you do? Like, what kind of comedy do you do? I was like, oh, well, well you see, how do I explain this? <laughs> I, well, I, I'm not a drag queen. Not there's, not, not, there's, not like there's oh. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, I just dress up as a Portuguese grandmother and do comedy. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, you kind of have to really see it and my fiance um always been very congratulations supportive. by the way thank you thank you you're welcome um, always very supportive of that uh which i'm very glad because you know like is you wouldn't find a girl that's comfortable with a guy being dressed up as a grandmother around you <laughs> doing comedy videos <laughs> she's a keeper that's for sure yeah literally so um props to her for that Um, but it's (laughs) you know it's very strange sometimes very strange i i there's times where i i don't feel very comfortable especially like um if i'm at home because it's just it's just weird like i'm putting on a bra fake bra and you know a dress and that's not who i am you know i'm a i'm a guy um so like uh, it's just it's kind of strange to me sometimes so what is like your just ritual to, to get into like the, Volvo the character mo- like character first of all I, people have i i can't have noise around me like it's just i have to be on the right state of mind for when i want to do videos there's times where i'm kind of almost like forced to film on that day because that's the only time i have of the day and I just like, oh my god, how am I gonna do this today? I'm really not in the mood. And then my mom's around the house cleaning the house, and then my dad's in the living room. And I'm like, oh my god, like how am I gonna do this? Like they're just everywhere. Like you know, so what am I gonna do? But you know, you just gotta get dressed. And I feel like when I put those clothes on, it's like I'm Superman, right? You know how Superman yeah. puts on Spider Man. You know how when he puts the mask and stuff, like. He's all like he's different. That's me. Um, people say that all the time, like that I'm a completely different person when I'm outside that costume. Um, like well, I change. I, I, so. I would hope so, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but when it, I mean, in terms of like uh, being like outgoing and a different person, you know, like Vovobrit um, is like very, um, you know, always saying dirty jokes and just doing weird stuff and. Um, very outgoing with people, likes to be around people. Me, on the other hand, Hugo, I'm more a shy person, to be honest. I like to be I, I like to be home, uh, play my video games, uh, relax, listen to music. I hate being around big crowds of people. Um, 
But Vovó Brit, on the other hand, she's completely she's different. She's a party girl. Yeah, she's a party girl. <laughs> <laughs> she's a party girl. That's so funny. So at your like family parties, like Christmas, do you have to bring her out? Or are you like, come on, you guys? <laughs> you know, um, I go to this every year. Um, my best man for my wedding, David DeMello. Um, I go to his party every year Christmas party. He throws a big Christmas party every year. He always goes live with his band, huh? Sometimes. I see him. Yeah, I see sometimes. the videos sometimes. Yeah, he's uh, he's very cool. He's a very cool guy. Um, I love him to death. And uh, he always invites me every year to his house uh, to be part of the Christmas party. And um, this year was the only year that I did not dress up as a Volbeat and crash the party because I forgot my clothes at home and I was so mad. Uh, but all the years before that, uh, you know, I, I would always like dress up and just, you know, do like a 20 minute routine and people would love it. And this Will year, you just people... enter and just be the guest. Yeah. I just get and drunk. Just... I just get drunk and then dress up and do a comedy show. That's so much fun. <laughs> hey, a good show for Boba Brito to go would be a drag show. That would be hysterical. Okay, I'll think about that. <laughs> hey, if, if, the, if, the, if the pay is well, like, I mean, I would probably have to, to look into that well, market. <laughs> well, that that's what's hard about you. I would say, like, you're an influencer now, in a sense, right? You're like, yeah. what's hard is that you have a character. I mean, there's a lot of people that just have to be themselves and create their yeah. own content. And with you, you put so much more work than someone that is just being themselves on camera. You really have right. to get in the zone. You really have to be a character. It takes so much more work. And even your videos that I see on YouTube, I saw the one where you're putting the the Sabowin, the the fish tank, which I was thinking like, who let him oh, do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my parents would never let him do that to well, our uh, fish pond. You know that video; it, it had no fish in it, so uh, that pond had no fish in it. It's a uh, disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> no animals were literally. Please. Well, I don't know. The fish was rolling on the grass. Well, animals my could friend, have been hurt. <laughs> my friend Jeff has another pond on the other side. He has two ponds, and I used. He has one that is empty that he was going to take the water out anyways. And then he has the other one with fish all clean. So I was like, all right, this is a perfect idea for a video. So we just put the sabong in one pond. And <laughs> and he said that it took over one month for the sabong this... to, like, disappear. <sighs> like, eventually, obviously, he had to take the water out, so it worked out. But um, I felt bad if he had to put fish in there because I don't think they would survive at all. But you see all. what I mean? You have to, like literally do all of these antics yeah. for content and yes. it's just it's a lot of work so and i haven't uploaded to youtube to you. recently youtube I, I usually don't upload to youtube a lot um and you know instagram i started recently posting more reels um because i want to grow my instagram more because compared to my facebook page it's just like i don't really have a big following on it at all um my facebook is where i usually stick to it the most i post content there daily uh all my videos are on facebook and that's where my audience is also yeah uh, you know the portuguese old ladies love facebook <laughs> yeah it is true i you so. know when i started this podcast i didn't post it to my facebook for so long of the fear of the Portuguese, like judgmental oh, people. Oh my goodness! We'll get it. It took me that. a long time to get the guts to post on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But to go with them. Sorry, I'm drinking tea because I'm a little sick. So, oh, it's <laughs> I, okay. I feel, my, my voice is a little weird. Is because I have a stuffy nose. But anyway, no, I was um, almost gonna message you and say, by the way, I want to interview you. You understand? Can you imagine if I just? <laughs> I would feel so bad. I'm like, oh. <laughs> let's do it let's go yeah. <laughs> we would roll with it yeah but well this are is... you coming to california anytime soon i am actually i am um coming there in march 2nd i'm going to artesia oh fun and then on april um i i forgot the date they're gonna kill me probably if they listen to this but um i'm we gonna can be add the... it too yeah we can add it we're gonna be to the San. i'm gonna be at the san joaquin valley portuguese festival oh Oh, I'll see you uh, there. So I've actually been going there for the past four years. Um, and they always find something new for me to do. 
You would think that people are sick of me, but they're not because I'm doing nah. MC. I'm doing the master of ceremonies. So Fovobri is being the master of ceremonies. It's not, I'm not I doing a comedy show. I love that idea. So it's going to be something completely different. I did it last year and they gave me like a paper for me to like write the day before. It's like, here's the paper. You have to say all this. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have a mental breakdown. But, you know, I loved it. It was just so much fun. But um, this year, I'm obviously going to be more prepared, and I already know kind of what to do, what not to do. So um, it's different. Being an MC is very different, but especially in character. I can joke, play around with George Freda like I did last year. It was, it was just amazing. This year, there's going to be a lot more singers, which I can't really announce right now. Yeah. But there's going to be amazing performers we're going to have. Um, I think people are going to love and um, it's going to be a great festival like it is every year. Um, so I hope to see people there because it's my yeah. favorite Portuguese festival that I do. It's probably like 35, 40 minutes from my house. So it's an easy one for me. Probably not easy for like how you guys are used to going to places super, but we're used to driving over here. So yeah. that's close for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's not too, it's not too far. So yeah, we I went last year too. Um, a lot different going to Portuguese things with kids now. Yeah. You can't uh, party at the way that I used to. So definitely mm. was watching from very far behind and everything. But I was there. I'm um, So now that the kids are a little bit older, I'm, I'm being brave enough to bring them out. It's just a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. So I get, I'm like, Ugh, do I want to bring a stroller and everything that consists <laughs> of that okay, i don't have I'll kids go. yet so, so sometimes I, I, i'll go and my husband will stay with the kids for a little bit i wouldn't know what it is because i don't have kids yet hopefully in the future but yeah. i think i'm okay for now especially with the travel that i do now i think it would not be um well first you guys so gotta well. enjoy like your marriage you know yeah travel well, we'll because my soon. husband and i got right down to it and had kids right away and we didn't really get to travel and now we're like now we have to pay for three other people to travel with us <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, I'm getting harder, married. So I would recommend to travel. Just you two. We we have traveled. We we've gone obviously to Trasera um two times already. Um but we haven't gone anywhere like really like far. And I've always wanted to go on a cruise. So that's what we plan on doing for a honeymoon. Um I'm going to get married in 2025 in Trasera. Um Fine. so that's going to be like another kind of dream come true. I've always wanted to get married there. Um so I'm so glad that I find that I found somebody that has family out there and um, that also um, has the same interest that I have. So it's been definitely a lot of stress, a lot of planning, um, but it's going to be worth it at the end. I know it is. Um, so it's going to be a fun time to get married in my island um, with my family there and stuff like that because I don't have no family here. I just have m my parents um, and an uncle in California. Uh, and that's it. All my family is out there. My vavosh, uh, my tias, my madrinha, my primes are all there. So it's going to be interesting. Well, that that'll be one of the best days of your life to this day. My wedding was one of the best days of my entire life. Of course, kids came after that. But mm -hmm. um, it was a big fetch that my wedding, that's for sure. So I'm <laughs> sure it's going to be the same thing for you, especially since you're in Thrasida. Your, your height mode is going to be like all the way yeah. up. <laughs> you're gonna feel like a million bucks that's yeah. awesome so i saw that you're gonna do a live event on december 19th i am i'm doing a live event one of my sponsors um a Voss feast um i'm gonna be at um uh his restaurant he, the the owner is named mike and he actually told me today that um uh, by the time this podcast comes out probably um you know he's already doing the giveaways but if people go into uh the store in Fall River, a Voss Feast. Uh, they buy a meal. Um, you know, they will give you a raffle ticket and you'll get a chance to win a Samsung 45-inch TV. Wow. And, um, an HP Chromebook. So I'll be giving away that during the live. Um, oh, okay. And plus other giveaways. And I'm going to have, like, a few guests, maybe. Uh, maybe some music going, like like Portuguese, like people playing like accordion or singing Christmas carols, you know. It's going to be different. It's like, it's like a, a life special, um, you know. It's going to be a different, like different a show, thing. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, we know that we can follow you on Facebook. Is it The Brito Comedy is your yes. handle? The Brito Comedy is my Facebook, um, and you can follow me there and on Instagram. 
and on YouTube. Um, so that's where I have my social media. I, TikTok is also the vertical comedy I upload. I've recently started uploading to TikTok too, which I'm, I've also, my audience there has been growing a lot. So I, that's I, awesome. I love it there. I love it. It used to be just Vovo Brit, the, the, the name it used to be Vovo Brit on TikTok, but I changed it recently because I mean, the vertical comedy is basically my brand. So yes, it's a good idea to give everything one name. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I am so happy to get to know you, and I can't wait to see you in April. I'm going to come and give Vovo big hugs. <laughs> Let me <laughs> and, know. And um, thank you for coming on the show. This has been fun. I've had, I had all those stupid questions for you. They weren't really <laughs> like, how did you do the teeth? <laughs> and they how do you prepare yourself? <laughs> no, well, it was, stupid. it was had... just interesting for me because I was always just <laughs> singing, right? I just had to have a nice outfit mm-hmm. and look nice. I never had to build a character. So it's like, that. I just <laughs> knew it took a lot of work. And I'm proud of you for that. Thank and to you. continue it because you're putting yourself out there in front of one of the most judgmental uh, cultures um, yeah. ever is it's really hard. Difficult. So I very commend difficult. you for that. And TikTok is a non-judgmental zone. So you're safe mm. there. <laughs> debatable, debatable. I mean, every social media is judgmental yeah. on some way or another. And I have had a lot of problems with that recently and lately um obviously it gets me down a lot when somebody comes on my page and um you know comments negative things but I've, i'm learning how to deal with it uh slowly and obviously you can't really just you can't pay attention to that the haters um i mean look at the people that love you i mean i have so many people that love me and love what i do um there's always going to be with anything that you do in life somebody always going to hate you for 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 it so uh, no matter what you do not just comedy music like anything um so you know i know what i do i love what i do i love making people laugh it's my passion is to make my community laugh is to help my community grow uh bring awareness um to the portuguese community about bullying that's something i've been trying to do also um so it's just i i just that's who i am i love being myself love making people laugh so you know i hope we love you for that that's you're doing a good thing you're bringing a lot of smiles to a lot of people's faces especially some of the older people you know they have Mm -hmm. they need a good laugh then 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 maybe the facebook comments won't be so awful no (laughs) you make them smile (laughs) a little bit but yeah we're all in this together i think uh the portuguese community is growing in a really special way right now we're in a really um interesting spot because a lot of the generation below us want to be involved vocal groups are growing like i just see a different energy with the younger community than there was um in the last i would say five Mm. years or so because when i grew up i felt like it was really like strong as well and then through covid and everything it kind of slowed down so i'm seeing i'm seeing a lot of more of the younger generation wanting to be involved and being very proud of being portuguese and um not embarrassed like we were when we were younger. Mm-hmm. My parents were in the predominantly white neighborhood picking azeitonas from trees and coming to pick <laughs> me up from school in like a white raper van. So oh <laughs> I've had my fair share of being in Brugunhada, So <laughs> did, it, did it say free azeitonas on the side of the van? <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. I was so embarrassed. I couldn't believe it. But, but yeah. I want to thank you for everything that you're doing. I wishing you so much success in the in the new year and i hope that you can come back on i'd love to talk to you about some of the bowling stuff you know my podcast i talk a lot about mental health and the struggles that i've had with my mental health after having you know postpartum depression and gorgeous people literally have anxiety when they come out so uh i talk about a lot of my struggles with that but then i bring in like fun people like you to kind of lighten the mood and and have something fun to to talk about and not so dark i guess but i would love to have you back on the show thank you for having me it it would be a pleasure to come back and talk about that i mean i do struggle with that too i mean obviously um i I mean i am very open about it on my social media as well um and i think you know it's a common problem nowadays especially the way the world is there's nothing wrong and especially being a guy a lot of guys are kind of shy about you know like saying that like oh i struggle with mental health but there's nothing wrong with that you know um a lot of more guys should come out and and you know really talk about it because at the end of the day you you know just need somebody to talk to and yeah and kind of like be there for you and you know everybody's different so thank yeah, you men for having struggle me too.
Thank you for having me. And I I really hope I come back. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks so much.